Well, Rob, before we get too deep into this conversation, let's back up for a second. Let's do this podcast style here. Uh, Flash and I, of course, are going to be uh, enjoying our midday lunch cocktails. Uh, Flash, what are you drinking today? Uh, today, I am drinking a Flying Embers hard kombucha, the ginger and oak. Ginger and oak. I think it's five and a half percent alcohol. So Wow. So the rest of your day is going to be real productive. <laughs> As always, after the podcast, I, I'm going to get a lot done uh, in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Ron, we see that you're at work at the warehouse there, so I don't expect that you're drinking. But uh, if you could have a beverage in your hand, what would your beverage of choice be? Good question. Um, I, I honestly, <laughs> I've relied on Asahi to get me through COVID and um, an occasional nightly glass of, of whiskey. Um, what kind? Preferably Irish whiskey, um, but I'm pretty flexible. I'll do Kentucky. <laughs> I'll do anything you serve me. Coffee takes you through the day, but I definitely have my chilled Asahi big boys waiting for me when I get home. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. And I've got what about a, you? Uh, I, I'm, I'm sipping on that, uh, uh, that whiskey that I, I showed you the other day. What is it? The Wood, Woodford, Woodford Reserve from Costco. Uh, a good value bottle there with some Coke. That, that reserve. Yeah, good. Cheers. Mm. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Good. Um, I, it's Maleko. It's funny. I bought that same bottle of Woodford. It's only like 30 bucks yeah, right now. But yeah, I bought right one now. last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about qu qu uh, quantity, not oftentimes quality. But that's mm. a good, that's, I've had that actually. It's a little, it's a little it's tasty. tasty. Yeah. So Ron, let's, well, let's talk about what's the status at the food bank. We talked last time, we, we hammered it home on our, on our show, uh, Living Room Live, that you had exceeded your annual budget in the course of a month or 60 days, uh, or I think it was a month. Uh, since then, what has, what has transpired? Are you still seeing that incredibly high demand? Yeah, the demand is still incredibly high, but also keep in mind that our donations have come to a, a stop in many areas, but also um, the inventory level is, is needs to match the supply and demand. So since, March, we have spent $4.85 million um, to purchase food just to match supply demand. And like you talked about our budget, our annual budget is 400,000. So that's a tremendous uh, need that we did not anticipate or prepare for. So it's, it's, uh, it keeps you up at night when you start talking about those kind of staggering numbers. One of the good things I wanna share with you folks, and I, I know I talked to you guys about it, one of the, um, innovative initiatives that we came up with was, you know, we knew that our farmers needed to, to keep farming and ranchers keep ranching. Um, so we, we re reached out early in the process because our inventory levels were, were you know, unstable and, and we went local. We, we purchased produce. We made an initial commitment of $200,000 so that we could purchase fresh, freshly grown, Hawaii grown uh, vegetables and, and fruit. I'll tell you this, by the end of August, uh, Hawaii Food Bank will have spent close to a million dollars in purchasing fresh produce to get that to those in families in need, but also keeping our farmers going. Uh, it's been a great program, and the community has responded fav favorably to it and helping us fund that as well. I, I don't want to be a dick or throw other charities under the bus, but, you know, if you, if you have a dollar to give, you could give it to some mainland charity and even if that money stays local, it doesn't circulate the way it does if you're donating to Hawaii Food Bank. And obviously our farmers 
are having a huge issue right now with restaurants uh, being either closed or out severely limited, obviously in other ways, or there's lots of bars that have kitchens that aren't open at all. Um, and the entire uh, local food supply chain that's dependent on, on these restaurants and bars, it, they're really struggling. So it's, it's incredibly important to support the local farmers right now. You know, it's uh, it, the, the food bank need only speaks to uh, um, our lack of, of sustainability locally and having to ship and import as much things in as, as we do. And uh, if we lose what, what little farming we have, we're gonna be in some deep kimchi, no pun intended. So uh, it, you cannot overemphasize the importance of, of how, um, how uh, great that is that you're doing that and how important that is to give that money back to the farmers. Yeah, they greatly appreciate it, and it's not you know just the big farmers like Alun and everybody else. It's the, it's the it's the smaller farm, the family farms that we're supporting, those who grow you know bok choy and pak choy and mm. and uh, you know cucumbers, and we're doing it uh, you know statewide. So we're getting papaya from the Big Island, we're getting you know potatoes from Maui. So this is being distributed. The money uh, that we're purchasing our produce from is being distributed to farmers across the state. And they are extremely grateful uh, for this partnership. Post-COVID, it's gonna give us a strong narrative of, like you talked about, sustainability and resilience. We need our farmers farming uh, in good times and in, and, and in challenges and pandemics like we're, we're experiencing right now. Well, you talk about the landscape having changed so much here. Uh, you know, originally when COVID-19 first affected jobs in our community. A lot of people thought they would be furloughed or temporarily unemployed. But as this pandemic enters its fifth month here, we're starting to see the other side of this. And it looks like a lot of those jobs that were lost are not coming back. A lot are not coming back. And so you have people now that are in the middle of being unemployed and trying to look for a new career, trying to find a new way to make money to support their families because it, it's gonna be months, maybe years before the visitor industry can support the kind of economy that we were used to before. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in fact, it, it will be years. I mean, before we, even if we turn the economy back on today, it's gonna to take a long time. Um, and it's not just because of the visitor industry taking its time to get back. It's just like you said, many visitor businesses have gone away. Uh, many restaurants, they say up to 30, 40% will not come back. And with that goes jobs. So. You're absolutely correct. And, and, you know, we are seeing that again. Um, that comes through um, not just in food, though. And I know we've talked about this as well. Something that, um, you know, many of us don't think about is this is a mental strain on families. Uh, I see it at the office. People are, are you know, a little edgier, a little, little more intense, a little bit more, you know, short fused. And that translate in, translates to things at home and can lead to other problems and challenges, including domestic violence and mental illness. So the ripple effect is enormous. Uh, the stresses of not having a job or not having the ability to, to, to provide for your family, that's, that's you know, uncharted waters for many families who never had to deal with that before. And you know, people are also leaving town. I mean, they're literally packing up and saying, I can't do it here anymore or moving back with mom or, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really frightening, and I can understand why the anxiety is so high for many families right now. That actually happened to me this weekend. My older brother uh, packed up his whole family, his, uh, his three kids, his uh, wife and, and uh, mother-in-law, 
all packed up from their home in Kailua that they just bought a year ago uh, and what? moved to Colorado. Uh, they're gone. You didn't tell me so, this. Yeah, it just happened. I mean, he made the decision within oh a couple God. of weeks. He had packed up his house and he was out. Uh, and the decision basically was uh, for him was twofold. It was about getting back into school. Uh, yeah. He didn't think his, his kids would get back into school here very soon. And he knew that uh, he had to continue working. And so having kids out of school and him working was going to be a problem he couldn't handle. So he decided to move somewhere where he could wow. spread the money a little farther and he right. could support the family and keep the kids occupied, at least until schools came back together. See, when, you, when, you, so, when you think about stuff like that, Malika, I mean, that has an impact on the economy as well. I mean, when we're losing families uh, because of that exact same scenario, and we're going to see a lot more of that. I, I truly believe that. I, I, I hate to even think that that's the alternative for many families, but it, it really is. But it impacts recovery as well at the end of the day. And, and when we lose good people, who, who called Hawaii home, who invested money into homes and purchasing homes and jobs and schools. We need to somehow uh, find some balance here in, in a hurry, um, get a hold of these numbers. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, it's, it's, it can't continue down this path. I mean, we really are going to struggle as a state to recover. Even Maleko is skinnier right now. I'm a little worried. <laughs> Uh, boy. By the way, thanks, thanks for dressing up today, Maleko, for the podcast. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're on mute. You... <laughs> yeah, he muted himself. He's, he's, so, so, Ron, just give it to him right now. Just give it to him. He can't no. fight back. No, Look I don't want to do that. But, yeah, I was wondering who dressed him today. Shit earlier, even though my mic wasn't muted, and now he can't. He he mutes himself. Yeah, I like your shirt, by the way. Where'd you get that? Uh, this one. Yeah. Oahu Golf Apparel. It's got all the um all the islands have their own license plate on here. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right, I'm unmuted. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I no, I like it better. I like the and I was unable to to re unmute myself. But you know, uh, I was saying, you know, I wear an Aloha shirt all day, every day. And I, so I, I put on this shirt. <laughs> the pool at my condo reopened yesterday. I was very excited. The mayor Ooh, clarified. First world that, that problems. Can re- it's, it's, it's a tough life. <laughs> right? It is. It's a tough I'm sorry, <laughs> but you just gave me a visual view poolside, and I'm not sure I like that. But <laughs> Beached whale. Beached whale. Hashtag beached whale. <laughs> With the great well, Ron, let's hair. talk about, let's change the subject, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> let's... Uh, Talk about what, where we would be a year from a year ago. So a year ago, um, you would be gearing up for the big food drive. Uh, this is the one that uh, the radio stations are all a big partnership with. Uh, big locations at the, over at the old restaurant row, uh, waterfront uh, plaza location. People would drive up, carloads full of rice and food and unload. And it was a big event. Obviously, that can't happen this year. So what are you going to do to make up for that? You know, um, thanks for reminding me about a year ago, you know, this week, because, you know, we, this is their flagship fundraiser. I mean, we already lost uh, the Great Chefs event, which we host here at the Food Bank, uh, which was early in March, first cases of COVID. We, we lost our opportunities with the letter carriers with their uh, food drive initiative when you put the, your canned uh, goods into their plastic bags and they deliver it here. We're the beneficiaries of all of that. And then, then, and then August came along, and we had to make that call last week uh, to go virtual. Um, 
huge blow. I mean, this is our flagship fundraising opportunity. It's also a way for us to be very visible at, at uh, shopping malls. We have convoys of cars coming down with uh, food that, that families and even organizations had, um, you know, spent the time gathering and, and then bringing it down. It was a big festive uh, atmosphere and frankly, um, something that really helped us carry through the rest of the year when it comes to food uh, inventory, that's going to change. And so we've gone virtual this year. What does that mean? That means we're hoping that folks still recognize the needs are there and that our mission continues. We're not canceling food drive day. We cannot because again, COVID's not canceling anything. Uh, they're just, they're, they're, it's COVID's here to stay for a while. So we are going virtual like many other nonprofits, um, you know, searching for an opportunity to have monetary donations or, uh, besides donating online, you can give virtually and donate most of the needs, needs needed items that we ask for um, without leaving your home. I mean, we've made it pretty simple on, on our website at hawaiifoodbank.org to stay involved, to be an advocate, and, and to continue to donate uh, online or be a part of our virtual campaign. Um, we, we hope to match what we did last year. Uh, Flash reminded me that, hey, we can do it. So why not, why not try something new and, and be innovative? Uh, again, because COVID's not going anywhere and the hurricane season's not going anywhere very time soon either. And this is probably a good time to remind people, uh, I just double checked this with the noise you just heard, that on our Facebook feed right now, on our view, uh, at the bottom there is a donate button uh, and we've triggered that to donate to Hawaii Food Bank right now. So you can, you know, I think we've just raised already 25 bucks there. If you're, if you're feeling the conversation right now, what? you want to give a couple nice. of extra bucks, you can. Uh, it's really easy to do through Facebook. I don't know if you're ever going to see that money, Ron. I don't know what Facebook does with that money, but they're collecting it for you. <laughs> have, you have you gotten Facebook donations before? I'm not very comfortable with that, but um, come to HawaiiFoodBank.org. I'll know where the money goes. It goes right back into mission. Uh, hang on. So part of my ignorance and flash makes fun of me because I don't know anything about Instagram. Are we live right now? I, yeah, we are live on Facebook right oh. now. Yeah. So I got to watch. I think, Ron, I think see, my mother see that little, and my uh, wife are watching. That's it. That little uh, box in the corner, Ron, that says live on Facebook. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that means we're live on Facebook. Okay, so there's two people watching us right now. But that's, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks to, uh, to you guys. I mean, I love having fun with you guys and it's good to laugh. I mean, we've yeah. got to stay, you know, levity when we can have it. Um, this is no laughing matter for, for sure, but sure. we need to continue to live, man, or this thing will eat us up. What's the status at the warehouse now, as far as volunteers go? Um, you know, how, what's your, what's your percentage of, of capacity as far as uh, food supplies and storage? How's, how's that all looking? Right now we're, we're pretty sturdy. Um, we're, we're, our inventory is sound on Oahu and Kauai and that's because we made a lot of preemptive purchasing. Um, but as fast as we get it in here, it goes right out the door. And again, because we anticipate August, September will be uh, intense months as far as needs, uh, we need to continue to, to purchase food. I mean, that, that will be a never ending supply demand. Um, I'm not gonna say challenge, but opportunity for us to make sure that we can manage it the best we can. Um, it's tough to say how much day supply of food we have because it all, it, it changes every day. It depends on how much food is heading out the door. In May, it was 145,000 pounds a day. Uh, we, wow. we usually do 40,000 a day. 
Um, in June, it was closer to 90,000 pounds a day. And in July and August, the same thing, about 78 to 85,000 pounds a day. Um, to maintain that need and to make sure those, uh, those you know, racks behind me stay, stay with, filled with food, we just got to keep purchasing. And we don't anticipate that slowing down anytime soon. So Ron, um, to your point about collecting the food and then having to turn around and, and get it right back out again, that obviously takes manpower. Um, if I'm, let's say, not in a position to donate financially or I just want to volunteer my time, uh, how would I go about that right now? You know, uh, we always encourage uh, volunteer opportunities and our volunteers, we ask you know them to understand that there are some changes that we have here in place at the food bank warehouse. Uh, also distributions with PPE, and you saw some of those mass distributions that we had at the stadium. You know, we require masks at all times, gloves. Uh, we are constantly, you know, wiping things down here at the warehouse. Uh, we do not um, encourage bigger groups than 10 when it comes to our, our volunteer efforts as much as possible, especially here. We want to minimize, obviously, human contact uh, so that we can protect not only our volunteers, but also our own team and their families that they go home to every night. So while we appreciate volunteers saying, how can we make a difference? There are still many opportunities for that. And if you go on our website, we can walk you through the process if you have a business or a group that still wants to give up their time. And uh, uh, financially, uh, when people donate, and uh, I apologize for those of you that have heard this story before, but when I donated, um, uh, through Living Room Live, I was shocked at um, the ways that you can select very specifically on, on who and where your money goes to. So just very quickly, uh, walk us through that. Yeah, so thanks for that, Flash, because it's important people understand we are a, first and foremost, we are a state network of food banks, meaning we are not just Oahu-centric. We have a, a branch on Kauai uh, that serves the Garden Island, uh, and they too have seen over 100% increase in needs. Uh, so if you want designated your, your funds, say you're a Garden Island resident or, or, tr or transplant from the mainland and you lived on Kauai, born and raised, and you say, hey, I want to get back to Kauai. Uh, you can designate your funds to go to Kauai, Maui Food Bank, the Food Basket, or here on Oahu. You can do it that way. Or if you want it to be something directed to our kupuna and the programs that we have specifically for our seniors, you can do that. Uh, we have cakey options where school pantries, um, you can have your monies donated and directed that way. The, I'll be very honest with you, and I will respect everybody who wants to um, you know, designate where their funds and donations go. Um, right now, the best way to do so is with unrestricted um, donations. That way we can maximize the dollar and fill the pukas where we need to uh, because those needs change and with school starting now, we're going to have a lot of emphasis on keiki uh, feeding um, and finding different ways to get our food to our to our families in keiki. Now that school's not in session, they physically need to find ways and get creative ways to get uh, food to them and their families. Sometimes you think about it, that's the only time the meal that they'll get uh, is at their school. And when we provide a school pantry bag to a student, you know, sometimes they take that home and that's that's supper for their families. Wow. Ron, what was the, looking back at the, the stadium food drives, um, 
What was the impact that that had? And is there a possibility that those might be something that we're going to start to see regularly for years to come? Well, gosh, I hope not, because that's not sustainable, frankly. Um, those, those are very intense to, to coordinate, to fund, and to really execute. Um, and ideally, not the best way for us to, to, make, um, to impact those who need food. They're very visible and really sh highlighted the needs of COVID that COVID created. It also uh, allowed us an opportunity to share with the community what the food bank can and, and is willing to do and has been doing for 35 years. Those distributions happen every single day um, in, a, in an area near you. So while the, the stadium distributions impacted 4,000 families at a time, and really, uh, at the end of the day, it was 2.2 million pounds of food uh, distributed through 11 distributions. Um, you know, it also uh, allowed us to let families know that if you go to hawaiifoodbank.org, you can go on a map that shows where you can go directly in an area near you that's you know, provides the same kind of food. Um, again, it was a real public display of mass feeding um, and while those, you know, impacted a great amount of people, not everybody could make the drive to a little stadium. And uh, we literally took some of those distributions to rural areas last month um, out in Haula and Kaneohe and, and out in Waianae because we knew that um, those stadium distributions were kind of limited to those who could make the drive into town um, and, and Oahu-centric and Honolulu-centric. So there are ways to get food to your families, you do not have to be hungry. It's just raising that hand, which can be a real uh, challenge for folks because of the shame issue or, or feeling like the, uh, I don't need the assistance, I can make it. Please, by all means, that's why we're here. Do you have any idea, Ron, on how many people are not raising their hands? So that's a tough one, uh, Flash. I think, you know, when it, um, people just have a hard time raising their hands. Um, you know, one of the things I shared with our volunteers and our staff and, and, and our, even our food partners during those big distributions is not to be judgmental. Um, and it's so easy for us to do that, right? I mean, when a Tesla pulls up at a food distribution or Mercedes or, you know, whatever, a BMW, it's easy to say, whoa, does that guy need help? Um, chances are you don't know. I mean, we really don't know. It could be somebody who had two people who worked in the visitor industry and now they don't have a job or or in the restaurant industry and, and now nobody's working. So we don't know each individual story. So to answer your question, we really don't know. We do know how many people are unemployed. Um, and when we looked at those distributions um, at the stadium, uh, we did some surveys, nothing invasive, nothing that would be embarrassing to families. But one of the questions we did ask is anybody in your family affected by COVID? Meaning you don't have a job, unemployment, furloughed or even job termination because it doesn't exist. 83% about there the whole time said that somebody in their family had been affected by COVID. That, that, that tells us that we are impacting families who've never raised their hands before. That sounds like a massive number. Plus when you combine that with the amount of food that you've been giving out, mm -hmm. that's a lot of people. A lot of people. And you know, you know what the good thing about Malika and, and Flash, what we learned about doing those distributions is that we, we can do it. You know, if, if we need to do a mass distribution like that, the Hawaii Food Bank can do it. We have the partners. We have the infrastructure in place. We learn a lot of valuable lessons on how to execute them and be more efficient. 
um, so that people aren't uh, feeling, you know, that dignity we want them to leave with. Waiting in line for six or seven hours for food is not anything that you'll feel good about. Um, we've, we've gotten better at it where we don't have that kind of scenario and that people are being turned away because we don't want people to be turned away. Um, all those things we learn lessons to get better at and be more efficient in food distribution. The, the bottom line is it's is the bottom line. It still takes a lot of funding and we rely on donations. And so can't tell you how grateful I am for people like both of you who recognize that the impact and role that you guys can have. Well, let me just uh, recap here for anybody who, who might just be tuning in. Uh, Hawaii Food Bank's annual food drive day is coming up next week. It's the fifth, I guess this weekend, it's the 15th. Um, and it's virtual this year. So uh, maybe let's just recap again. How can people donate? How can people get involved? Uh, what can we do to make that impact at least equal to what it was last year when we could easily just drive up and drop some change into a basket or unload a, a can of, uh, of food into, uh, into a pallet or something? Yeah, uh, you can give virtually. I mean, everybody's doing it now. I mean, we're doing it right now. <laughs> you know, Zoom's become the new verb. Um, and you can give virtually at hawaiifoodbank.org and have your own virtual food drive. You can be an advocate. And we're using the hashtag give by example um, by tagging Hawaii Food Bank, whatever projects that you're doing uh, with your families, friends, businesses, you can donate online at hawaiifoodbank.org. Um, and I assure you that, and, and that your money is is very appreciated and well spent. I mean, we have that relationship where our dollar can go much, much further than most people because of our Feeding America affiliation and, and the relationships that we have with our retailers as well as our manufacturers and, and our distributors. Ron Mizutani from Hawaii Food Bank, uh, a multi-island network of food distribution uh, and resources for people who need help uh, don't feel uh, ashamed if you need help. Just reach out, raise your hand, as he says, and ask. Uh, and if you have the means to help, by all means, uh, make that contribution. Go to hawaiifoodbank.org to make that donation directly. Uh, or you can reach out to Hawaii Food Bank and find out how you can make that donation in person. Thank you, Ron, so much. Hey, guys. Love you guys. I appreciate your, um, all that you guys do, the, the levity, the, the laughter, um, the visuals of you sitting poolside, Maleko. <laughs> I'm scarred for life, my friend. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what the alternative is. Flash? <laughs> Nobody also wants that. Also scarred for life. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Hey, be well, be safe, stay healthy, and um, just keep on pushing and, and providing the voice of, of reason, laughter, and, and levity. It, it, it really helps uh, get us through our days. We need that. Laughter is food for our souls. Ron Mizutani from Hawaii Food Bank, thank you so much. Flash, we are back with the podcast this month, and we've got guests coming up every week. Uh, you can subscribe at molecoandflash.com or on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Flash, who's on the show next week? Uh, we have, I believe, the owner of Waikiki Brewing Company, who, as you know, uh, brewer uh, breweries uh, were shut down, like Maui Brewing, Kona Brewing, all that, shut down because they were considered bars, not restaurants. Uh, they fought back, and now they're somehow, I don't know, able to reopen because they got recategorized. It's a hot mess, just like everything uh, with 2020. It's a hot mess, so we're going to dive in into that a little bit. And I I'm working on another uh, special uh, 
ex exciting, sexy guests for you guys as well. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Excellent. New video episodes of the podcast streaming live on Facebook at noon on Wednesdays. They're reposted on our YouTube page shortly after that. And you can subscribe to the audio podcast at malekoandflash.com, where you can also watch those YouTube uh, videos on archive as well. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Don't forget, August 15th, donate to the Hawaii Food Bank and their virtual food drive uh, and uh, try and make, uh, make a, a big impact for them because they're making a big impact in our community. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Aloha. Thank you, Ron. Thank the team. Gotcha.